Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a blessed morning, and hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Hope all was well. You guys enjoyed the Hagman Show on Friday. Doug and I went into a great detail of many different topics, including some stuff that I wasn't even aware of 100%, and I'll get into that here in a minute. It was very interesting, but again, I want to appreciate, I want to thank you guys and tell you I appreciate all the support and the emails. I got a lot of emails over the weekend, people sending me links, articles, certain things that I'm still going through right now. And it always is nice when people send me articles. I may not respond to every email you send me, but I do see majority of them. So, again, I appreciate the support on that. And also, too, be sure if you guys need anything at all to check out the website at healthmasters.com. Potassium iodide on the front page. Superfood complete on sale for 25% off. Lots of different products and stuff going on right now. I talked to Ruben this morning who handles my inventory manager, and uh, we're we're discussing basically having to – try to get more food buckets in. We do have some in stock still, but they are starting to go fast, and the problem is our supplier is telling us that they now have a lot of delayed issues on there and with the manufacturing. So I'm basically – I told you guys this last month or two. There's going to start being side effects to what we've seen over the last two years and over the last couple of months and over the last couple of weeks. And as stuff continues to change – Everybody has to learn they need to adapt to things differently, and that doesn't mean living in fear, but that means being prepped on a regular basis for things that are staples that you need. Just a heads up on that. So, again, thank you for the support. Also, too, as Doug and I talked on Friday, you guys didn't listen to the show. It was a great show. He actually brought up some of the stuff that I did not know about back from the early 2000s where Obama was actually a key instrumental player in helping to get – the bioweapon labs in Ukraine funded and built, actually going over there, physically going over there, and actually being detained at one point by Russia because they claimed that he was a spy. Not that he was a spy for the United States, but he was the spy for the royal family or Great Britain or MI6, wherever way you want to call it. Very interesting show, and I did more research on it, and I started to figure out. This whole thing that's been brewing in Ukraine has been a long time coming, and this whole bioweapon labs platform is not is not the end or the bottom of the iceberg. There's been a lot of strange things going on over in that country, and I've said before, it's very disturbing to me how immediately the United States Congress goes to put a spending bill together and throws $13.5 billion in cash to the Ukrainian government in a spending bill that we are stuck paying for as American taxpaying citizens. Very disturbing to me considering that Ukraine is the third most basically corrupt country in the entire world, only behind Colombia and Brazil. Now, again, that doesn't discount the fact that there are people in that country that need help. And there's a lot of stuff going on over there that's rough. But again, you have to do your research and uncover what the real truth is instead of just believing the narrative. I'm still waiting to hear back from Fauci, and I've said this repeatedly now. I'm still trying to find out where that buffoon went. He just suddenly crawled under a rock and I guess took a nap because suddenly COVID is no longer a thing that exists ever even though everybody got completely lied to for two years, and we're just supposed to kind of throw that away and say, hey, I'm, I'm not worried about that anymore. COVID's over with. But again, remember, they had to change the narrative in order to change focus, and a lot of people are going to forget 
about COVID simply because it was so painful or so traumatic or was so negative. They're going to change the narrative and say, you know what, I'm just going to kind of decouple from that situation. I'm going to repress that and pretend that it didn't happen when in reality it did happen. And we were all there for it, and I'm not going to let it go, and I'm going to continue to keep pushing that truth and freedom reign supreme in this country and that people do not fall prey to this complete and total nonsense again. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. I saw – if you needed any more evidence, any more proof <laughs> that social media platform giants – are completely and totally controlled by the deep state. You look no further than Facebook, otherwise known as Meta or Instagram. They're all the same. They're all owned by the same platforms. The deep state runs and controls all these. They have now changed a temp- – they've put a temporary policy change in effect that allows users in Europe to post content, hate speech, and violence towards Russians. I'm not joking. I can't even make this up. The change first surfaced by Reuters, citing internal emails to the moderators, and then the outlet reports mods are told that the calls for the death of President Putin and basically death and violence towards Russians will be allowed as long as they don't contain threats towards others or indicators of credibility. So you, you, now you can go on Facebook and call for the assassination and death of President Putin in Russia, but if I question somebody's sexual orientation on Instagram or ask them why they think they're a girl when they're actually a guy, I'm immediately banned and put into Facebook jail for an extended period of time. But it's totally cool to call for the death of Russians and Putin. You guys can't even make this stuff up anymore. If it wasn't a clear-cut evidence what the narrative is supposed to be, what they have done now from a psychological standpoint, and this is this is brilliant, guys. You gotta understand this, this is brilliant. They took everybody's anger and hatred and negative energy from COVID that people were brewing on. And instead of allowing all that hatred and negative energy to be focused towards the Federal Reserve and the federal government. And Fauci and all the politicians that completely and totally lied to us during COVID, which was starting to happen. Everybody started to get exposed. They channeled all that hatred and negativity towards the big bad boogeyman, Russia, which 145 million people in Russia, majority of which have no interest of going into Ukraine, have no idea of what's going on with the bioweapons labs, and probably are not engaged in any type of conflict. But yet... Now we have social media platforms literally saying they will allow hate speech and death threats towards Russians because, well, that's the way the narrative is supposed to go, which is exactly what I just said. People now are channeling all their negative energy and hatred from COVID, and they found a new boogeyman to be mad at simply because they weren't men or women enough to stand up and say, you know what, I'm not going to comply with this anymore over the last two years. They simply sat down, put a mask on. We're good little peasants, and then now are starting to turn their eyes onto a new person to hate, which is Russia, instead of actually looking at the real people that did this to us over the last two years, the same ones that are involved in this whole narrative with Russia. So again, it's so important. You continue to get the real truth out there. I also talked to you guys in detail on Friday, and I encourage you again. 
please contact your senators and make sure they vote out the gun control bills that are in the new spending act. This is crucial. Everybody get involved in this. This spending bill is not only absolutely out of control, not going to get into it again. I talked to you guys about it on Friday. It's absolutely ridiculous. But, yeah, they're, they're going to pass the $1.5 trillion bill. We already know what they're going to do. But the gun control and giving ATF basically the rights to start deputizing sheriffs and go in and start doing investigations on every single denial on the background checks, that is egregious. So please contact your senators and make them understand this is not a compromise, this is not a game, nor do we want any of this going into law. Because remember, certain laws go into effect sometimes. Just because something is a law does not necessarily mean it needs to be obeyed. There were laws and rules and regulations for what the basically tax collectors and basically the money changers were doing in the temple. You're not supposed to go into the temple where the change, you know, tax collectors and money changers are and flip over their tables and whip them and kick them out. I can almost guarantee you there were restrictions or laws in place to prevent that from happening because it wasn't what the tax collectors wanted to have happen. Yet there Jesus was in the midst of it, flipping their tables over because of unjust scales. When you see something as unjust, when you see something that is completely and totally morally wrong, it is your duty to call it out, and it is your duty to not go along with it. I've been so disturbed now over the videos that I've seen out of California with individuals. I watched one yesterday that was very disturbing. It was a video of a man and basically a grown grown adult with a homeless man, and the homeless man basically tried to knife this guy in the middle of the street in broad daylight over on Hollywood Avenue. And they got into a full-blown fist fight on the ground. The guy basically, I assume probably law-abiding citizens, he, he looked well-dressed. He's on the ground in the gutter fighting with this homeless person that's knifing him. And he's basically beating up the homeless guy. And they're covered in blood. And he's, oh, I mean, he's opened up, lacerated behind the back of his head. I mean, in the middle of broad daylight. And guys are standing there videotaping it like complete and total pathetic morons that have nothing right with themselves they're literally watching this guy fight in the gutter and get knifed by this homeless guy while people stand around and videotape it like pathetic pansies all somebody needed to do was walk over to both of them simply slow down the knifing and put a pistol in the homeless man's face and blow his head off. You cannot sit there and be a patriot and be a man and watch people get knifed and fought and basically gutted in the middle of the street and videotape it and not have a direct engagement. This is one of the issues that has occurred in our country now, is that too many men don't want to do anything anymore. They want to sit back, videotape it, I guess look back and laugh at it and post it online so they can get some likes or followers. I don't know. This is pathetic. I saw the same video in California where a guy, homeless monster, complete and total lunatic, probably methed out, looked like he was methed out, walks up to this lady on the escalators and has a bicycle lock and straight hits her in the face and knocks her out. And basically drags her down the escalator and gets on top of her and starts beating her while she's trying to run away. And people are literally getting out of the way. Oh, I don't want to get involved in this. It's not my problem. You joking me right now? Is this the level that the United States is stooped to, at least in California? Things you don't see a lot of that happen down here in Florida. Florida's been known for being pretty much the 
most <laughs> redneck state just completely out of control with not not complying with anything, as everybody saw during COVID. I saw a meme the other day, and it said the reason why Russia won't invade Florida <laughs> and all these little spots in Florida. Rednecks with guns, more rednecks with guns, individuals that have more guns. <laughs> I was just laughing, and I said, yeah, same thing with Montana I know. When I've talked to people that live up in Montana, a lot of it's like that in Texas too. Some parts of Texas are turning real blue now, which is sad. But again, my friends, if you see something, it is your moral obligation if you're a law-abiding, able-bodied individual to get involved and stop something from happening if you know it is the right thing to do. Now, does it mean get involved in everything? Does it mean go out and try to find trouble? I'm not encouraging that at all. But as American patriots, it is our duty to stand up for truth and freedom, no matter if you don't want to get involved in it or not. It is your duty to do so when you see it happen. As we're starting to see more and more now, people are starting to come to the realization that nobody's coming to save us. Nobody's coming to basically come and stop something. As we've seen now with Biden, who I can't even I can't even make up the stupid stuff he says on a regular basis. I mean, the man just just drips moronic. I mean, he can't he can't even make a comment that he goes, inflation's not about more government spending. Government spending does not increase our inflation at all. I'm so sick of people saying that. I'm like, yeah, but you are probably sick of people telling you to eat your pudding too. Do you want some ice cream this week? I don't know. But this is where we're starting to see now where it continues to escalate further and further and further where nobody even believes a remnant of what the United States says anymore. And I personally think that that was a huge factor. That was one of the main overall goals is that they wanted to reduce the entire credibility of the United States. And I think that's what we're starting to see here now is the slow push to remove any type of credibility and the reserve currency of the world. Once the petrodollar ceased to exist and countries start changing oil and gold, which will happen very, very soon right now at the rate things are happening, that's going to be the final phase. Now, I saw an article earlier. They're talking about how palladium is on such a shortfall right now that's gone through the roof because of what's been happening in Russia and no longer exporting it. Now they're talking about switching over from palladium to platinum in catalytic converters. Now, you want to see something skyrocket. Wow. That's going to be nuts. And I've told people before, back in 2008, platinum was over $2,000 an ounce. If this occurs right now, they start producing platinum and putting it in catalytic converters, it's going to go through the roof again. So, again, continue to get the truth out there and continue to keep people awake. Are you back with me now, Dad? Um, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Also, I was going to be pounding on the front door, and I had to basically <laughs> stop the pounding. I apologize. But but yeah, but you're right, Austin. This thing with Russia, I really like what you said. You know, we had all this pent up hatred and bitterness and anger towards the government, toward Fauci, towards you know all these different manufacturers of these different kill shots and clot shots, and everybody's mad. Their businesses got shut down. Everybody's angry, and they had to have a place to channel that anger, and they did it towards Russia. And it's awful because the Russian people don't deserve this. It's like we didn't deserve this. I'll, I'll tell you another story. I remember years ago when I went to Russia. Now, I met so many of the people who lived there. And this was in St. Petersburg, and Austin was with me. And when I got back to the boat, to the ship that we had stopped in there with the cruise, uh, you know, I told Austin and I told Sharon, I said, I don't understand. I said, everything that we've been told during the Cold War about how horrible Russian people are, everything that we've been told about how bad the people are here and how mean they are and how much hatred they have towards Americans, I'm not seeing any of it. 
they're just sad. I mean, they're broke. Their country is in shambles, and they need help, and they're desperate. I don't see any bitterness whatsoever. They don't need bitterness towards us. It's what these media people and the people that run the countries have told us over the last, you know, you know, 50, 60, 70 years has made us all believe this. And it's sad because, you know, again, we don't know what's really happening in the Ukraine. We don't know what Russia is doing. I know I had my friend. He was over there. and He's got safely back to the United States. Thanks for praying for him. And he told me the last day he was in Odessa that he was walking around Odessa and he saw some guys with some guns, but there was no major conflict going on. He didn't see shelling or bombing or troops or whatever, you know, as far as fighting in the streets. So we don't know how much of what they're telling us is happening is really happening like they did in that movie Wag the Dog. And, and so don't get, don't get yourself at a point where you get all frustrated and angry because you're mad at Russians. Okay, the Russians have, this is Fauci. This is Trump with Operation Warp Speed. This is Biden continuing Operation Sport Warp Speed. This is the Federal Reserve Bank doing their best to maintain some type of solvency and control because they've got themselves into a giant Ponzi scheme now, and they've had to massively increase the M1 money supply, the money in circulation, to prevent a massive shortfall of liquidity. That's these clowns that did all of this stuff, and now they're basically trying to figure out how to, like Austin said, salvage the petrodollar. They're not going to dump the United States currency into the drain. They're not going to do that. It's going to be a gradual transition out of currency into digital money. They've already started that. I've got a friend of mine right now who has a, you know, has a restaurant, Mike Florentino, Florentino's restaurant, a beautiful place, nice place to eat, right on the lake here in Central Florida. And what's funny about this is, is that he tells me that almost all of his, you know, his bills now are basically paid via credit card instead of cash. They've made this transition to us many, many years ago, and more and more people, because of airline miles, airline points, hotel miles, hotel points, they're not sending checks or paying cash. They're putting it on credit cards to get the points or the miles, and we've been programmed now to do that, including myself. I'm not going to lie about that because I don't lie about anything anyhow, but the point is I've realized over the years that I'd rather get something when I pay something on a credit card as far as like a free hotel stay or whatever, and that's what we've been programmed to do. The next step is just straight digital where everybody uses a card or a debit card or everybody gets a mark or chip, a dermal implant. I don't even think it has to be a dermal implant anymore. I think they could just basically do it with an invisible tattoo if they wanted to do that, and they could scan you and know everything about you from a biometric standpoint, and that's what this Chinese credit score is going to be. That's what all of this is going to be because these people that do this to you are basically the Luciferian Kabbalists. And it's like Austin talked about at the beginning of the show. It's like they were using unjust scales, and they're the ones who are getting it. Do you think we'd had all these new billionaire oligarchs be made in the United States and globally if we had not had an unbelievable slush fund of new money being printed by the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars? What about all these stimulus checks that we've had? What about all all the money that was put into the economy via Trump and via Biden to support the local economy, which we never got. It's basically trillions of dollars went back in, which created a massive inflation in the M1, which is what we're feeling right now. All of this stuff is being controlled by the same international banker, banker Kabbalah's community that does what they do, and they've done this for a long, long time. And it's sad. By the way, I just received this from Amalan this morning, and it says that under the cover of darkness, the U.S. Senate has passed – the new gun control laws. So I hate to tell you guys, we, we should have gotten to you all quicker on this. This was all hidden. Gun control has been signed into law by President Biden with support of turncoat Republicans. 
In the middle of the night, the U.S. Senate passed the Violence Against America Against Women Act, Reauthorization Act of 2022. Some guys, gun rights groups raised alarm bells when this act passed. The U.S. House of Representatives last year with Republican support. At the time, Republicans like Dan Crenshaw said that the anti-gun provisions of the bill would be removed and accused gun owners of America of fear-mongering to fundraise. The Democrats and Republicans, led by Senator Jody Ernst, negotiated the bill's anti-gun provisions. Republican politicians who previously voted never to vote for the bill as the anti-gun provisions were removed voted yes with those anti-gun provisions fully intact. The following Republicans voted for this. Barazio out of Wyoming, Blunt out of Missouri, Capio out of West Virginia, Collins out of, out of, out of, of M.E., wherever M.E. is, I don't know who M.E. is, Carone out of Texas, Ernst out of Iowa, Graham out of South Carolina, surprise, surprise with him, Grassley out of Iowa, Hyde Smith, McDonald, Morin, Murkowski, Portman, Shelby, Thune, Tuberville, Wicker, and Young, prominently among those those Republicans betrayed the Second Amendment was Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith. Senator Hyde-Smith had previously released a statement to Amoland that she would never vote for the bill in its anti-gun version. An updated statement was given to Amoland News after receiving the tip that Senator Hyde-Smith was open to the bill with the anti-gun provisions intact. The bill includes the NICS Denial Notification Act. The provision will require the criminal investigation of all national instant criminal background check denials. The vast majority of NICS denials are false. Wow. As we also talked about in depth on Friday, the bill's passage means that thousands of law-abiding citizens will be subjected to criminal investigation due to a mistake in a flawed government database, guilty until proving innocent. It will simply empower the ATF. So sadly, this is passed, so we're losing more and more gun more and more gun rights in the United States and now if they even run a background check with you and, they, and you don't get the gun that you're trying to buy they will simply tell you oh well too bad you know we're going to investigate you with ATF and local law enforcement this is unbelievable to me by the way the Disney CEO in case you guys don't hate Disney enough by now Bob Chappick is groveling to the LGBTQ employees and said I let you down I'm sorry okay I'm going to repeat that he's telling his gay employees I let you down. I'm sorry. Now, why would he do this? Because about 70% of the employees at Disney, according to some of the own, some of their some of their employer, employees over there that I've spoken to, are gay. So the the majority of the employees at Disney World are gay. The Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Chappick has taken a knee before his LGBTQWXYZ whatever employees issuing a humiliating apology after some of them mutinied over the company's refusal to condemn Florida parental rights education bill, which would forbid the teaching of sexual air, sexuality and gender ideology to four-year-olds. Four-year-olds. In his groveling culpa, Chapa said he needed to be a stronger ally to the company's gay and transgender employees. He also falsely referred to the legislation as don't say gay bill, a smear created by Democrats, dutiful propagated by the news media, claiming it poses a challenge to basic human rights. I don't even know what to say about this, guys. You know, I said about so much of about, about it last week about this whole mess, and I want to give DeSantis the, the you know the you know the high five on the fact that he signed this bill into law to, to stop this. But you know, the, the fact that this CEO of Disney is groveling, and I asked you last night, do you? Want to go to the theme last week? Do you want to go to the theme park of Sodom and Gomorrah? Because that's what Disney's turned into. Please, and I know so many of my friends now, they don't go there anymore. So many of the listeners, I mean, you guys don't listen. Tell your friends, if they're 
or going to Florida, go to the beaches. Go to the beaches. Don't go to Disney. Boycott it. You know, like Jerry Falwell did back in the back in the eighties. He told his moral majority to boycott, you know, Disney World because of their stance and all their pro weird stuff. And they did. And I remember Eisner came on TV and asked that the boycott be lifted because it made such a difference in park attendance. Don't don't give them money to give to the LGBT community. He's going to give five million dollars now to the LGBT community because of this. That money is coming directly from the money that Disney is given by ticket holders and people who go to the park, who go to the hotels, who support the restaurants. All of this money now is going directly to the LGBT money, GQ money, of this millions and millions of dollars he's giving them. So, guys, don't don't do that. You know, I, I don't know how to say any more about that. But don't support Disney. Don't support organizations that are going to do the, all this stuff to you and are, who are so horrible. By the way, the VAERS report, this is horrible, the myocarditis. This is 47% in the first two months of 2022 that it was in all of 2021. One of the most criminal aspects of the COVID regime was the decision to pressure low-risk teenagers into getting a shot that was known to cause cardiac inflammation. Myocarditis used to be a rare disorder discussed in many academic literature, but it is now everywhere. What we have done to a generation of young hearts and what we have done to detect, diagnose, and treat the problem, unless we can find an angle that ties to, to, to Ukraine, our politicians, media, and medical establishment don't care. We are over a year into the known safety signals of this vaccine for myocarditis, and yet the shots have still not been pulled. Even for younger males, in fact, it's still a requirement in many colleges. The reports of myocarditis and pericarditis are so prevalent now that just in the first eight weeks of 2022, we were already at 47% of the total VAERS submissions for 2021. According to my good friend, Dr. Lee Merritt, she says that these people, these young guys that basically are coming down with myocarditis, these 18, 19, and 20-year-old men, that 50% of them will be dead within five years. Now, think about that for a second. This thing with COVID is going to be a is going to be a nightmare that never ever ends for the population of the planet because of what it's going to do with people dying of heart disease, dying of cancer, and basically being infertile. I tell you guys, Sharon, I had some infertility issues because her mother had been injected with diethylsilvestrol when she was pregnant with Sharon, and it was a very frustrating thing. So if you're trying to have children and you can't get pregnant, I know how you feel. We've been there, done that. It's awful. And guys, listen to me. If you can do anything for your children and grandchildren, tell them not to take a shot that can cause permanent sterility. This is very, very, very important because it, let's say we say, well, I'm 18 years old. I don't care. I don't want to have a baby. Okay. You don't know how you're going to feel when you're 23, 24, 25, or 30 years old, and now you can't have a baby, and you're thinking, why did I do this? Why is this happening to me? We have fertility clinics that have popped up all over the country already. We have, how should I say, dialysis centers that have parked up, popped up all over the country. And one of the reasons that so many people's kidneys are failing is because of the use of glyphosate. Glyphosate is one of the primary, this is Roundup, this is one of the primary causes of kidney failure in the United States. I have a neighbor two doors down. He'd be spraying everything with glyphosate, always using glyphosate, always using glyphosate, always eating foods that be sprayed with glyphosate. Finally, I started having kidney issues. And I told him, I said, if you don't stop this, you're going to have to have a kidney transplant. And guess what? He had to have a kidney transplant. You know, some of us don't want to believe what's going on as far as what they're doing and how they're poisoning the food system. And and, and, he, and I got I got that. And I, I, don't, I don't want to believe it either. I really don't want to believe that all of this stuff is so bad for you that it's causing all of these side effects and all of this death. But, guys, it is. And these things are that bad for you. 
you know, Haley Bieber, you know, Justin Bieber's girlfriend, go wife now, I guess, 25 years old, clot to the brain, fully vaccinated. They, they gave her clot blessing drugs last week and got her out before she stroked out and had brain damage. But she also had been fully vaccinated and bragged about that. Guys, there's so many people suffering from strokes, myocarditis, blood clots, amputations, gangrene. This list is unbelievable. Spontaneous cancers. I had another friend of mine who had spontaneous cancer show back up on his face a couple of weeks ago. Had to have him surgically removed. He's had the shots. If you haven't taken the shot, my hat's off for you. If you were basically forced to take the shot to maintain your job, my hat's off. I feel bad for you, and I'll continue to pray for you. I, I don't know what to say about that. And for all of those of us who stood firm against the shot, have said no, especially the young men who are in the military who end up losing their careers and jobs over it. You know, I tell you, well done. You're better off to have not taken this shot and now and not ended up with myocarditis and heart disease. Wow. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? No, you're absolutely right. And it's it honestly is infuriating to me. I had a discussion with with my wife, Lana, the other day about how just irritating it is for me to still see these clowns in the media and these individuals still pushing the shot when everybody knows now this whole thing was a complete and total sham. And this is why I was so adamant about not getting this injection when it first got discussed. And what's crazy about it, I just saw this earlier now, the VAERS report, VAERS database, Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, we talk about it all the time, now from basically got its final update from the end of 2020 to current date now, basically the beginning of March, there have been 1,168,894 adverse events reported in the VAERS system of either deaths or serious illnesses in the VAERS report. 1.1 million adverse events. Now, here's the crazy part about this, guys. Here's This, this is what's going to blow your mind and make you and let everybody realize we weren't joking. 1.1 million adverse events in, what, about one year and four months of this shot, one year and four months. That's all, all it's been out. <laughs> RNA technology has been out for a year and four months on the human population, and it's already maimed at least 1.1 million people. Remember, the VAERS reporting is a small fragment of the actual incidents that occur. What's blow your mind even more, by contrast, there were a total of 926,000 cases of injuries and deaths in the VAERS reporting of all FDA-approved vaccines for the last 30 years combined. Did you see what I said, guys? 30 years of VAERS reporting of 70-plus injections, different types of injections. For 30 years, there's been 926,000 adverse events in 30 years from all the shots combined. Yet we already have over 1.1 million adverse events and deaths from RNA experimental gene therapy from this one COVID shot in the last one year and four months. If that doesn't wake people up and make them realize this entire thing is a complete and total lie, I don't know what else to tell you. And I saw an interview yesterday with Albert Borla, you know, CEO of Pfizer, sicko that he is, and now he's starting to actually kind of distance himself on why they use RNA technology. I couldn't believe it when he, when he, when he was saying this. I'll, I'll read you guys what he was saying. So he did an interview with the Washington Post titled Moonshot. Inside Pfizer's nine-month race to make the impossible possible. 
and they basically were discussing him on how they decided to pursue this injection. And he, the, the guy, the interviewer, blatantly asked him, he said, why did you guys go with the RNA route instead of the traditional vaccine route since it might have, it was probably counterintuitive because it was such early brand new technology? You know what he says? mRNA was a technology we had less experience with, only two years working on this. And actually, RNA was a technology that never delivered a single product until the day we rolled it out. Not a vaccine, not any other medicine. So it was very counterintuitive. And I was surprised when they suggested to me, when they suggested to me, this is the way we need to go. And I questioned it. I asked them to justify how you can say something like that. But they came and they were very, very convincing. And they said, this is the right way to go. They felt that the two year of working on RNA since 2018 together with biotech to develop the flu vaccine made them to believe the technology was mature and we're on the cusp of delivering a product. So they convinced me to go along with it. I followed my instinct that they knew what they were saying. They were very good and we made a very difficult decision at the time. Wait, wait, what? Are you joking me right now? So you have the CEO of Pfizer now saying, basically, they coerced me into doing RNA injections. I don't know anything about it. It was completely up to them. They said it was the right way to go. I thought it was a bad idea, basically. It was counterintuitive. There was no long-term testing. I didn't know what was going on. So I just went along with it because they told me that's what we needed to do. Are you joking me right now, Albert Borla? This is the same guy that's been on national television dozens of times telling everybody without any evidence to back it up that this shot was safe and effective and everybody needed to get it, including children. Yeah, safe and effective. According to their own research that they produced that has now been released by the Freedom of Information Act showing that there were over 12 hundred different types of adverse events in only the three-month-long clinical trial that they ran. There were over 23 spontaneous miscarriages of the only like 200 pregnant women in the trial. 10% had miscarriages after they got the shot. This is what they don't want you to talk about. This is why they channeled everybody's anger and hatred towards Russia. This is why they don't want people like Dad and I and Hagman and all the other guys in alternative media that are talking the truth to be on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook. And we always get blocked, deleted, jailed, shut down every single time. This is why they don't want people talking about it. The CEO of Pfizer is now distancing himself from the RNA gene therapy and saying, well, it was counterintuitive and they pretty much just talked me into it. Well, um, Albert Borla, can, can, you, can you tell me what you're going to say to the families? The millions of families that now have had deaths due to the shot, that now have children that are going to have to be dealing with cardiac events their entire life, their entire life, they're going to be cardiac patients because of this shot. Could, could, you, could you explain to them why RNA technology is such a good idea, please? Because obviously you don't seem to even be able to say anything positive about it except, oh, they talked me into it. It was counterintuitive, but they went that direction. This is the reason why we do this show, and I get the truth out there as much as I can. And Dad and I did our best last year, last two years, to try to wake people up. And I, we woke up a lot of people, man. I had so many people come to the office, and I talked to them firsthand, shake their hand, encourage them, emails, phone calls, did the best I could. And it was so troubling to me to still see so many people blindly follow orders that were not even orders. They weren't even laws. They weren't even legitimate. They were simply, you need to do this because I'm telling you to do it. And people just shook their head and said, yes, okay, whatever you tell me to do. 
because of fear. This is why I tell people all the time, you cannot allow yourself to be paralyzed by fear. Fear is not of God. A healthy fear respect of something is completely different than irrational fear. There's two very distinct differences. Irrational fear is what the mainstream media hypes up. Irrational fear tells you, you need to hate Russians because we told you to hate Russians. That's the majority of Russians have no idea what's even going on. They're not, they know about as much as going on as we do about what's going on inside the CIA right now. We know what's going on. But, I mean, the actual operations, I have no idea what's going on. These guys are completely and totally hidden. They're the dark hand. What's going on in Ukraine and Russia? I don't know. Tell you one thing. They don't want everybody to talk about the bioweapon labs because they turned the media so fast on Russia. They said, oh, by the way, uh, we know the bioweapons are real. We know we've funded them back since 2005. Uh, we know we've been building all types of extremely contagious, deadly bioweapons in there. But... That's not the point here. The point is, is that Russia is going to release a bioweapon now because they, they, because we said they are, because we said they are. That's that, that's all that matters because we said it, and you need to believe it now. And actually, by the way, if you want to get on Facebook and talk about death threats and talk about killing Russians, that's totally okay. It's totally okay, but you can't talk about the alphabet groups and them trying to pervert the young children. You can't talk about that. You're not allowed to question any of that at all. In fact, you need to send your children to school and make sure they get indoctrinated by perverts in the alphabet community so they make sure that they turn into little perverts when they get older. That's what you need to do. But don't, don't talk about anything else. Just talk about how much you hate Russia and how much you want your children to be perverts. That's literally what they continue to tell everybody all the time. And yet people still gobble it up, gobble it up like clowns. I feel like people just need to be walking around with a big, big red wig and a big red nose on all the time. Just walking around like a clown. Like, this is ridiculous. Do you even understand what you're saying right now? This is why it's so important to be actively engaged in your children's schooling and know what they're being taught, my friends. I can't reiterate that anymore. We try to do the best we can to pick up on a lot of the stuff that's going on. Sometimes even we miss it. I, I, that, that bill, that spending bill went through so fast, so fast, and doggone gun control and a spending bill? Please explain that to me. Yet, here we are. This is what happens. This is what they've done to the school systems. And now it's becoming very, very prevalent and very open, and people are realizing what they're actually doing now. That's why you see so many videos of parents at school board meetings, and I commend these guys. I give them a standing ovation because it's not fun. It's not, it's not fun to go get basically dressed up and go down to the county school board meeting and deal with all their riffraff and get up in front of the microphone and have three minutes and absolutely unleash chaos and truth on a bunch of communists while they sit there and stare at you. You're the only person in the room making any sense, and they give you these demonic, evil looks. I remember the one school board member who is a very, very open, open, devout homosexual female on Polk County School Board. And I remember sitting there, standing there, excuse me, when I was talking about the mask and all the research, and I remember making eye contact with her. While in the middle of talking, and I remember I, it felt dark. I looked at everybody else that didn't get that. I could feel it just by looking at her. It was like an overwhelming demonic presence when you looked at her. And I remember when Dad started talking, and he started talking about communism and cultural Marxism. You could literally feel her negative energy. You could feel it. It was disturbing. She's sitting there with these dark, sadistic eyes and mask on all postured up. You could tell it was everything she was doing not to be able to say something, especially when Dad was talking. I mean, she got – it was weird. These are the people that we're allowing to educate our children. 
and we wonder why everything's falling apart at the seams. Once you take God out of the school, once you stop talking about Jesus and stop having prayers in the school and you don't teach your children how to be little Americans and little Christians and stand up for freedom and say, hey, listen, you see those guys over there? This guy's getting knifed right now in the middle of the gutter. Go over there and help him out. This isn't okay. I mean, not to mention, now you're dealing with the consequences of that going on, and people continue to watch it happen, and they do nothing, and it's a systemic problem, my friends. People have to be active and involved if we want to keep any remnants of the United States that we are basically given as trust fund babies. You think the, the patriots in the Revolutionary War, you think it was convenient to quit their working and quit their jobs, basically quit their farming, go load up a bunch of muskets and rifles, and run to the front line and have direct engagement with redcoats? you think that was the fun option? That was the worst possible option that they had. And they did it because they knew the only way to preserve any type of freedom and way of life in this country was to give it all. And they wanted their children to have it. And they wanted the freedom and truth to be free. You didn't have to earn it. You didn't have to work for it. The freedom was there. It was gifted by them. They died for it. They bled for it. They fought for it. And we have it now in this country. And people have just squandered it. Just, just give it away. You know what? I, you know, I, need, I need to get locked down. I need the government to tell me when I need to shut down my business again because, you know, it's, it's science, guys. Like I said, I'm still going to keep asking, where's Fauci? I'm, I, you know what we need to do? We need to come up with a book. Like, remember the Where's Waldo book? Where's Waldo? Little hat. Middle of everything. I still love those. We need to come up with a Where's Fauci book. Where's Fauci hiding now? Well, was he with, always with the cockroaches under the rock. He's over there in this photo. I can see him right here. He's hiding again. See if, put, a, put a spotlight on him. See if you can get the cockroach out from under the rock. I saw now an article where Rand Paul, which I'm very, very intrigued with this. I hope it actually goes somewhere. Rand Paul has gone out now and basically is looking at filing a bill that will prevent – a, Fauci's job from ever occurring, like the, the job won't exist, the job platform, the opening won't be there anymore, which is a very good thing, I think, and will actually go in and break it up and have significant more oversight. Rand Paul announced that he intends to introduce an amendment into the Senate to be, prevent anyone from becoming a health dictator-in-chief. Paul noted the action would eliminate Dr. Fauci's position as NIAID director, as well as divide his power into three separate institutions. He explained that each of these three institutions will be led by a director who is appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate for a five-year term. The senator added this will create accountability and oversight in a taxpayer-funded position that has been largely abused and is responsible for many failures and misinformations during the entire COVID pandemic. No one person should have unilateral authority to make decisions for all Americans. Adding this amendment, he said, will ensure that ineffective, unscientific lockdowns, mandates, mass restrictions, and vaccines are never foist on the American public ever again. No one person should have the sole authority to dictate science, especially when that one person wasn't even following the science. Well said. Now, will this get through? I don't know. But I've said that from the very beginning. Where'd this guy come out of? I mean, nobody even knew who Fauci was. I mean, he bounced around a little bit over the last 30 years, made an appearance here and there. But all of a sudden, this man shows up like he's Caesar Augustus ruling with an iron fist, telling everybody what they have to do. And so I agree with Rand Paul on this. Well, hopefully, hopefully, we'll see something go through and we'll encourage our senators to actually do something for once instead of be perverts up there. I don't know. What do you think, Dad? <laughs> I think, why Fauci's 
basically completely Kabbalist controlled. Oh yeah. I could say, I could say, look at him, look at his ethnic background, but I'm not going to say anything else more than that. But, but the problem we've got with all of this stuff is that, you know, for some reason he was, no one was capable of getting rid of him and they were told basically not to get rid of him. Trump never fired him. Biden never fired him. You know, he just basically continued to rule, like you said, with a fist, with an iron scepter and said, no, no, no. And now we've got this TSA is telling us we have to wear masks on airplanes. They're not even a doggone health agency. I mean, that didn't make any sense. Who gave it? So all of these edicts that come out of these organizations and these basically these, I guess, whatever they are, cabinet level officers, positions, these these things they have. I don't know what they are. I don't know what TSA is and who it answers to. I mean, I mean, what part of it is it part of Homeland Security? I guess it is. Why does Homeland Security have the right through TSA to tell us that we have to wear masks when they're not a health organization? None of this makes any sense. But again, it goes back to the narrative of basically submission wearing the mask. And, and you know, you were talking about the one guy who was being beaten up, you know, and being knifed and everybody stood around and just videotaped it. What if they were the ones who were laying in the gutter being knifed and everybody was videotaping them? How would they feel? I mean, would they want somebody to help them? I think so. But these guys are such pansies now, and they've been programmed so completely to be little girly men that they don't want to do anything. Somebody should have at least picked up a trash can, picked up something, and cracked the guy upside of the head, knocked him off the other guy. If 20 or 30 people would have started yelling at the guy with a knife, the guy would have run away. He would have thought, well, these guys are about to jump on me. So they got a guy who's all dressed up in the gutter, rolling around getting stabbed with blood everywhere and everybody's going to just watch it like it's some kind of tv show maybe that's what happened i guess here austin is they've programmed everybody to believe that whatever they're seeing is some type of reality tv show and it's all staged and none of it's real well i've been in fights before they're not any fun they're awful be honest with you you know i mean they're they're they're, they're, they're it's, it's ridiculous when you get into a fight and there's no rules and people can do whatever they want to do to each other and see, the sad part about this is, is that this is animalistic behavior. And when you get these people that are homeless, that are on drugs, and the other day we had a girl walk up to us who wanted to know if my cigarette lighter would light her cigarette, you know, in my truck. And I looked at my truck, and my truck doesn't even have a cigarette lighter. It has a little plug-in for laptops or whatever, but no cigarette lighter. And I said, I don't have a cigarette lighter. This she offered me $20. This she offered me $40 to go buy her matches or lighter which I'm sure she was probably going to use it for some type of drug paraphernalia. And I told her, no, I wasn't interested in that. I mean, it was ridiculous. And so we have all of this stuff that people are doing now and that people have been programmed to do. And we have the Sackler family through Purdue Pharma have got tens of millions, almost 70 million people addicted to pharmaceutical opiates. Now they're being pushed to the street to get their opiates so the CIA can make more money. It's unbelievable what's really happened in this country. The other day I had to go to the doctor because my shoulder had had some issues. I had some problems with my left shoulder. And had, had to get an x-ray, and I was talking to the physician, and I asked him, I said, have you taken the COVID shot? He goes, yes. And I said, how many have you had? He said, I've had all three of them. I said, how about your wife? He goes, yeah, all three of them. And I said, how about your kids? Oh, yeah, we've had all the shots for the kids, too. And I said, how old are your kids? Well, they're all under five. So he said, and I looked at him, I said, Did you, weren't you worried about myocarditis? Weren't you worried? And he looked at me, Austin, like he didn't know what I was talking about. He, he acted like he didn't even know there was a side effect. This is a physician. Now, mind you, he was trained that, you know, at a substandard medical school in South Florida, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to get my mad at me who graduated from there. But the reality is, is that, you know, he's not real bright. And I'm thinking to myself, how in the world can he be practicing medicine and, and handing out drugs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and making decisions on people's lives? And he can't even make the correct decision on his own life about not taking a clot shot and can't do his own research. To me, that person at this point 
but I would never go back to that particular position again, ever, because his decision-making ability is that bad. Think through that with me, my friends. And then I spoke this morning. I had a guy out here working on the garage doors. They were broken. And, uh, and basically, I asked him, I said, if you have the shot, he was absolutely not. My wife and I are not taking that shot. Here's the guy opening, using the garage door opener, has better reasoning skills than the medical doctor does. Just thought I'd mention that. And so that, that's the point of what we tried to do on this show. We try to make everybody think through what they're doing and the decisions they're making. Rob Pugh wrote an excellent article that I'm posting on the website today, and it's called To Pray to God or Whoever. And I know Rob. He's a good guy. And it says Deuteronomy. He starts off with Deuteronomy 6, the words of Moses. You shall love your God, you know, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You should talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he was old, he will not depart from him. This is why it's so critically important that we take our children to church every single Sunday while they're in a theta brainwave state. He goes on to say, as our modern American church continues to descend into apostasy, we are now reaping what we have sown, as we can see in all the hearts and the lives of our young people. Please understand, I'm not talking about all of our young people. I know many have been raised by godly parents in the fear and admonition of the Lord, and their lives reflect that. But these are most definitely the minority today. For the most part, parents and churches have failed in their duty to disciple the children and protect them from the fleshly enticements of this world and the lies of the enemy and souls. And he goes on to say, this is not a re recent development. We are at least now two generations past the time when God was fully reverenced in our land, in our families, in our homes. I would say that this is, I'm, I'm adding this. I think the last of that was in the 1950s when I was little. People really thought about God and what God wanted. Today, God has all but forgotten our modern American culture and the church, which is called to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. He's on to say, I grew up in the 70s, and it was still a, it was still a relatively perverse time in our history. But for many, or even most, was, there was still a fear of God. You know, the pastor spoke with wisdom and authority. I'm, I'll let you go back and read this whole article. I'm, I'm jumping through it. Uh, the pastor spoke with wisdom and authority, and I remember more than once, him pounding his fist on the podium to drive home an important point or to wake up the tired farmer on the brink of dozing off. The sermons were relevant and, instruction, and instructive, and we learned how to respond. Sunday school was taken even more seriously. Recently, Barma Research released a report on the beliefs of millenniums, millennials. While Barma discovered it is no surprise considering the atmosphere in which these young people were raised, Barna found that the half of the young adults prefer socialism to capitalism. Half. Also for them, there's no such thing as absolute truth being replaced with moral relativism, relativism. Nine out of ten young people now choose a mixture of beliefs from different religions as a form of virtue signaling, trying not to appear intolerant. Being born again no longer comes from repentance and faith in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Instead, they believe born again means being a good person by doing good deeds, and that's how you earn a place in heaven. And he's absolutely right. And, you know, he was on to say the church is supposed to be a training ground, a spiritual boot camp for those who have come to know the work of the, the, the Lord, Ephesians 4.12, for equipping the saints. But it's not nowadays. And, guys, listen to me. He's absolutely right. You know, in an effort to be seeker-friendly and inclusive, the essential doctrine has been deleted. One might say that the canceled culture we're seeing in every year of society today actually began 
enter the church long ago when the church canceled the preaching of fire and brimstone in favor of lollipops and rainbow unicorns. Don't misunderstand. God is not willing that any should perish, but the Bible tells us that most will perish as they choose the broad road that leads to destruction rather than the narrow gate that leads to life. He goes, the church has changed since I was a kid. And I'll let you finish reading this article on your own because it's, it's relatively long. It's very, very good, well worth to read. And again, I'm posting it on the Health Masters website. But guys, listen to me. You know, Rob is right. And I'm going to say this. You know, we all have a calling who know the truth. We really do who are Christians who know the truth. How many people have you told about the blood of Jesus and what it did to sanctify you? How many people have you told about the ancient Canaanite religions that are still ruling the planet today through human sacrifice and abortions? How many people have you told to listen to the Ted Nelson Brower Show or to read columns like Rob's? I mean, how, how many people are you going out and trying to proselytize for Jesus Christ? That's the most important thing we have here on this planet. We've got to do everything. Everything we possibly can to make people realize there's a different way. Until we remember, our constitution was made for a moral people. It is wholly inadequate for a bunch of satanic heathen that are running the government. They have no checks and balances because there's too many ways to circumvent it. And we've got to get the people back into power. Austin was talking about that lesbian school board member and the, and the glaring looks that she was giving me and Austin when we were speaking and talking about cultural Marxism and masks. Here's the problem. Everybody knew she was a lesbian when we voted her in. I didn't vote for her, and we were so tolerant we accepted her. We didn't know that she was going to be pushing these types of agendas into the school board systems, or did we? I didn't vote for her. Did the people think that she was going to be a Christian and do good things for the schools, or did they think she was going to promote her own agenda, which is exactly what she's doing? She needs to be voted out along with all the other school board members that continue to vote for these mask policies. We, that night, pitched such a fit, the bunch of us that actually were able to speak, most of them were left outside and had to leave, just thought you guys remember that, that we forced them to drop the mask mandates. They could suddenly leave it for a later date, they said, but they weren't going to require them anymore. That's the power of going to a school board meeting, well-equipped, having research and talking to these clowns in your 180 seconds, which is absolutely stupid. Remember they t- remember that thing was taken off like within eight minutes from YouTube when I was speaking? And then the man who put it up for us, Mike, he basically found out that, you know, what had happened. He went back and they were allowing the entire scoreboard meeting to stay up and he petitioned them and they put the video back up of me talking about the cultural Marxism and critical race theory. And, you know, and what happened in the Frankfurt School. These people acted like they had never heard any of that before. And the truth be told, they may not have heard any of it. Even the communists who were there. They must be going along to get along, which is what the mantra is nowadays with everybody because nobody wants to rock the boat. Guys, rock the boat. Jesus Christ did not come here to keep the boat still. He rocked the boat, and we're supposed to do likewise and convert people to Christianity. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to pray for you today. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. I mean, rock, rocking the boat is a requirement as an American patriot. You always have to rock the boat. It's a great analogy. It's the truth, though. You got to stir the pot. You got to get things riled up. You got to get people awake. The only way you elicit change is by pushing. Things don't change because you just sit back and go, "Well, I hope one day something will happen." I'm just going to I'm going to pretend and not talk about it and just pretend it's not happening and ignore it. And then maybe someday it'll do something different. No, no, we're not going to just forget and pretend that it didn't happen the last two years. People being arrested for paddleboarding out in the ocean by themselves because there was a mandate stay at home in effect. You guys remember the video out in California? Arrested. Paddleboarder arrested for going out in the water by himself. 
I remember when they tried to shut down Daytona Beach and basically Volusia County, the, the mayor over there, pitched a fit. He said, dude, you can't shut down the beach. You can't shut down Daytona Beach. Daytona Beach doesn't ever get shut down. Wait, wait, because the rainwater and the drain water that goes out of the ocean may stir up COVID in the ocean, and then it's going to blow COVID back on people on the beach. It was the stupidest ideology I've ever heard in my life. And they told about it's science, man. It's science. You can't go to the beach because of COVID. It's science. I'm like, well, guess what I'm doing? I'm going to the beach. The mayor opened up for Volusia County. No, we're not shutting down the beach for Volusia County. Open them up. And he did. And we went. It was great. It was super healthy. Everybody was super healthy. Beach is one of the best places you can go. Fresh air, fresh salt water, magnesium, minerals in the water. Come on now. Again, continue to maintain the truth. And if something sounds absolutely moronic, call it out for being moronic and not scientific. This whole don't want to rock the boat and don't want to have any conflict has gotten out of control, my friends. Call it out when you see it. Thank you again for the continued support of Health Masters. If you guys need anything at all, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Superfood complete. Product of the week on sale right now, healthmasters.com. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.